What's up, guys? Zach Evanish here with the Strong Life Insider Podcast. And I want to thank you for listening, supporting this show, the Strong Life Podcast, which is our longer podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about some training. I want to talk about building grit and building toughness versus the focus of building athleticism. And here's where this topic slash conversation came to me. I was talking with um, somebody last night, I'll remain nameless, pretty big name. And we were talking about, you know, asking ourselves the how, the why. Why do some of the most talented wrestlers and football players and baseball players, they get recruited into college, Division One University, but then they don't survive the training. They can't handle the schoolwork. They can't handle showing up to meetings. They can't handle <clears throat> showing up early slash on time to these morning training sessions. Uh, they don't follow through on nutrition. Yet here they were. They were the stars of their team, of their county, of their state. They may have even been um, a top 20 ranked national recruit. And they had the gift of talent, right? They were genetically gifted. But what they lacked was the grit and the toughness, which is why if you look at our training videos, look at my training videos of these athletes, you see us utilizing carries and sleds and the throwing of medicine balls and sprinting and just training tough versus this perfect environment Look at your shin angle. I'm going to help you run this cone drill. Listen, you could master the cone drills. You can master the test. But what happens when some hard-charging MFer doesn't even know who you are, nor does he care who you are, and he blasts you on the football field, or he fights back on the wrestling mat, or the non-starter, the second string pitcher all through high school who just kept working, doing strength and conditioning year-round, not being afraid of the deadlift and the squat, whereas the other guy was just so worried about his rotator cuff and only doing unilateral training, and God forbid there's a bar on his back. He's not prepped for life. He is not prepped for the rigors of a season, which in college... The sports season is basically six months. You've, and, and that's the mandatory part. Then you've got the quote-unquote voluntary part. And those who don't show up for the voluntary are those who struggle. So this is why when you're training yourself or training others, the training has to be tough because there's that you know weird little voice in your head that keeps trying to encourage you towards comfort. Just relax, you're going too hard, you're overtraining, that's too much, that's too heavy, this and that is too hard. And it's really just weak talk. It's weak talk in your mind and it's a lie. You're telling yourself a lie. And I think about one of the favorite kids I've ever worked with, and I don't really like to say this is my favorite, but Ray Jazz, has been a favorite athlete of mine. 
And I look at what he's doing now, and the kid has gone through a lot of tough times in life, but he trained tough. And of course, he was raised in a tough place. He was raised in South Plainfield, New Jersey. You know, those kids go through tough training all the time, but not every kid from South Plainfield has that kind of work ethic and that kind of grit. Just like not every player in Alabama or Auburn has the grit and toughness. It's not everybody. But those who train for it and consistently fight to keep it and get better at it are those who will succeed. Because there's a saying in life, just like there is in sports, at least I got this saying, that when the shit hits the fan, are you ready to go or do you crumble? And let me tell you the time where I crumbled. I'm going to tell you the time where I crumbled. I'm 16 years old. <clears throat> it's like September, maybe maybe October of my senior year in high school. I remember I took the SATs that morning. And then later that night, take a sip of my tea here. More like a gulp of that tea. Later that night, a friend of mine went to the local quick check. <clears throat> I think we just went in to go get something to drink. Maybe he was picking up a sub. I can't remember. I remember <clears throat> reading the bodybuilding magazines when I went in there. But on my way in there, there was these two older guys. looked like they were probably in their 20s. Staring at me and my friend as we walked in. <clears throat> just staring at us. <clears throat> For no reason. I don't know these guys. I'm 16 years old. Ten minutes later, we walk outside, and that same guy who was staring at me has close to 15 people with him. And he's, like, pacing up and down, shouting. He's like, oh, you're staring at me. You're staring at me. And then he starts calling me out. And he's like, you want to stare at me now? So I'm just walking. My friend and I are walking to our car. I'm walking. And then he's, like, heckling me. So I turn around. He pushes me in the chest. Then he pushes me in the chest again. And then I blast double leg him. That's when you just blast double leg tape down a guy and you put their head right in their sternum. Your hands go behind the knees. Blast him. Put him right up against the door of the quick check. And I don't even know how to throw a punch. I never did anything. Got my ass kicked when I was a younger kid. All I knew how to do was the perfect bodybuilding workouts from Flex Magazine. I knew how to wrestle when there was a coach or referee there, okay? Yeah, I wrestled with my brother in the living room. I wrestled against friends on the lawn, but I wasn't in no fight ever. A few seconds into me holding him down, he shouts, get him off of me, get him off of me. I'm thinking, as soon as he said that, I'm like, nobody's going to help you. They're going to watch you and me go mano y mano. That's, I remember those thoughts like it was five seconds ago. Two seconds later, there's 10 to 12 dudes kicking me, kicking me in the head, kicking me in the ribs. They pull me off, and one kid has a hold of my shirt, and as he pulls me and swings me around, another kid throws a punch. So my body, my head met his fist while one person pulled me or probably multiple people and another person threw a punch. And guess what I did to that guy? I hit a double leg takedown on him on the concrete. 
I never threw one punch. I did not have that grit, that toughness. I wasn't trained to be dangerous. And the shit hit the fan for me. And that's why I've got my son involved in wrestling. And the next step my son and I will get involved with is Muay Thai. Because it's not just enough to do your perfect eccentrics and your perfect rest periods. Because life and competition are not perfect. When you compete and you go to an away football game, an away baseball game, an away wrestling match, you're dealing with travel issues, food issues, some, you know, some jet lag, some lack of sleep. If you're in the college wrestling scene, you're dealing with a hostile environment where the crowd is screaming at you, booing you, calling you names. I mean, you got to thrive on that shit. And you know how that started coming into my mind? When I got sick of the bullshit and I tore my ACL and I started training in my backyard using stones and chopping wood. And then I started running sprints through the woods. And anytime I'd come across a tree log, I would carry it or flip it over or a lower tree branch. I would do pull-ups. I started breaking the rules of training. That's where no rules training came to life. And that's why when I look at Ray Jazz or these other guys we've trained, the guys that were tough, they may not have been the most talented of their skill, but man, they destroyed the talented people because they were tougher. You could be talented. You could have the the six-pack abs and the best physique. But what do you do when the shit hits the fan? And I learned my lessons. I don't want to say too late in life, but I certainly wish I learned them earlier in life. That's why my buddy Jim Steele, when he was strength coach at UPenn, they had a whole room with heavy bags. He taught those guys how to box and the girls. Boxing, kicking. He incorporated his Muay Thai and boxing skills into the strength and conditioning. Being tough and training to be dangerous and utilizing some of those no rules methods is crucial. Or you could train everything perfect, but when the shit hits the fan, you ain't going to be ready, guys. All right, guys, that's it for this Strong Life Insider. Heads up, guys, the Underground Strength Coach certification, the next one is a mentorship. I've got two guys crushing it now. You spend the whole week with me training and coaching and getting into the business, getting into the life, program design, you name it. Next one is April 29th through May 4th. Email me at undergroundstrengthcoach at gmail.com if you're interested. We'll hop on the phone and see if it's a good fit for you. And for those of you that want the VIP coaching from me, this is my most powerful, most premium training option. It's, it's just, I, my words can't even do justice. Before you're accepted into the program, we hop on the phone, do a little interview. If you want in, send me an email and just put in the subject line, VIP training with Zach. Guys, have an awesome, awesome day. Get out there, kick ass and take names, punch your excuses in the face. And that's it. Much respect. I'm out.